This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. Good to see everybody here this morning. Welcome you to the service. We're going to be looking at the Holy Spirit as a comforter. Uh, this morning, there's uh, a lot of misconceptions about in the world today about the Holy Spirit as a comforter. Uh, who he was for, for one, uh, what he does for us now, being another. So we're going we're gonna to begin in the book of John, chapter 14. It says, but the comforter, which, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. So if give you a little idea of what's going on here we've uh we've already had the last supper jesus has washed the disciples feet remember all that right okay and then after that he says i'm going to give you the comforter i'm leaving and and i'm going i'm not going i'm not going to just leave you but somebody else is going to be here with you and that is the holy spirit as the comforter one aspect of the holy spirit uh the word comforter here is uh, in the Greek parakletos, which means an intercessor, a consoler, and an advocate. And these are just three aspects of what the comforter did for the disciples, for the apostles. It says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. We first see that they taught them all things. The, the, these these men that Jesus chose were Jews, and they had been it had been ingrained into them the Jewish traditions and and the I mean even to this day they do not believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So it was ingrained in them by the by the teachers by the Pharisees at that time that to look for a, a king to come to this earth it was going to rain on this earth and as we know Christ did not do that and so there's a lot of things that it was grained into these men that that Jesus had with him that he was given this comforter and the reason why they, they didn't understand they were still looking for an earthly kingdom and the task that they needed to accomplish once his cross was crucified to go out and teach, they needed an ability that to have have people believe that God sent His Son. So we're not just talking about ability and a knowledge of of just Jewish traditions, the 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 things that the prophets taught how to deal with people how to confront people i mean we're, we're talking about a vast number of knowledge and the expansion of knowledge that the comforter gave these men instantly i mean i i kind of stand with brother david whenever i say that i've probably forgotten more than i've ever learned i mean all of a sudden these men had knowledge of old testament scripture to convert these people to Christianity. 
we go on and look at this verse, and it says you need to bring everything to remembrance whatsoever I've said unto you. I mean, this is, how long was the disciples with Christ? And we're talking years. And all of a sudden, just in an instant, these men are able to remember or able to recall everything that Christ taught them. So the magnitude of, of the knowledge that the, Holy, that the Holy Ghost gave these men uh, is by far amazing. We're going to look at the, the point that I find that I could only find in Scripture where I believe that these disciples, these apostles, Christ's apostles, were given the gift of the Holy Spirit. This is on the day of Pentecost, uh, Acts chapter 2, verses number 1 through 4. It says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Night and day difference. Peter's going to give a lesson here in a little bit, and a lot of men are going, people are going to be saved. Not too long ago, after Christ was crucified, what did Peter say? Fellas, I'm going fishing. He didn't know, he, he was still, that Jewish mindset was still in his mind. They have taught that their Lord and Savior was going to reign on this earth. They had ingrained that into these Jewish people for so long that their Lord and Savior just got crucified. He said, it's over. So what, is, what happened? So what happened in the time from, in Peter's life whenever he says, I'm going fishing to saving thousands of souls? The comforter. I know this sounds really 21st century, but I, whenever I think of the Comforter, and this might help you, for one, I think of Indiana Jones and the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, whenever the things come out of the box. Okay, I think of that. And the second thing uh, I think of is these men are possessed. We have a Bible that is written by the Holy Ghost, the Comforter, and he used these men's bodies to get that message out. They obeyed him. They obeyed the comforter. I mean, we have men's names that go along with each one of these books in the New Testament. But whose words were they? Were they their words? Or were they the comforter's words? The Holy Ghost gave a lesson on the day of Pentecost. And thousands were saved. He just kind of used Peter because Peter was there, in my opinion. John chapter 15, verse 26 says, When the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me, and he shall also, and ye also shall bear witness, because ye have been with me from the beginning. Jesus said that the Comfort was going to testify of him. He was coming to prove that Jesus was the Son of God. And the apostles were going to bear witness. And in order to do that, 
they needed the comforter. And John 16 and 7 says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient that you, for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. From, from the chapters of 14, from the chapters of 15, 16, 14, 15, and 16, in about three or four different ways, Christ keeps telling these men, I need to go. It, it, it's a good thing that I get out of here. I, I got to go. I need to go back to the Father. And for me to go back to the Father, whenever I do that, I'm going to send you the Comforter. He had, Jesus Christ, other than being crucified, had completed everything that he needed to do. And that's why it was time for him to be crucified. His disciples did not understand that. They kept looking. They wanted a different answer. Have you ever been given something and, and you, get, you get the answer, but you, it, it not, doesn't work out, does it? It's just You want a different answer. I want a different solution to the problem that I have at hand. And one thing that, that these, these men did not understand is that Christ had to die. But it was going to be okay because I'm going to send you one that will teach you and then teach you all things. Until the comforter came, these men still didn't understand that Jesus Christ had to die. I mean, they understood that, that Jesus was the Son of God. Don't get me wrong. They, they understood that. But they didn't understand that he died so that the whole world could have remission of sins. The knowledge that you and I have because of the Holy Ghost and the Comforter in this book right here, those men did not have that until the Holy Ghost came. We do not have the Holy Ghost other than this right here. This is our Holy Ghost. This is the unfallible truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. It is the Word of God. And we got that through the Holy Ghost. That is the only way we got that. John 16, 12 through 13, it says, And I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. Howbeit, when he the, he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he shall guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he shall show you things to come. This last part is just a tad bit confusing. The Holy Ghost did not speak of himself. He spoke of God. God told him exactly what to do. That part right there says, For whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. That being, the Holy Spirit was told by God what to say. John 16, 33 says, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Now Jesus tried to teach them that this world, there's, there's more to life than this world. There is heaven. It's, but then again, we go back to them not understanding Jesus Christ being the Messiah, the world that he has set up for them, that kingdom in heaven, 
is exactly that. It's, it's heaven and not earthly. It, it's amazing to see that what I, how much knowledge, which isn't a whole lot, now, now bear with me, how much knowledge I have of Scripture before the Holy Ghost came, these men didn't even have that, and they had the opportunity to walk with Christ. They did not understand. They did not understand what was taking place. They didn't understand that I mean, Jews today are still looking for that Messiah, aren't they? They're still looking for that Son of God to reign here on this earth. And that's what those Jews thought 2,000 years ago. They were still looking for that earthly kingdom. And Christ, time and time again, told them, my, my kingdom is not of this world. And yet they still couldn't understand it. They couldn't understand why the Son of God had to be a sacrifice for sin. And not until the Holy Ghost came, the Comforter, to give them all knowledge, all knowledge that prophecies were fulfilled, I mean, the very first lesson that Peter gave on the day of Pentecost, he refers back to Joel. And that's one thing that these, these men had to do. They had to have knowledge of so much in the Old Testament, and yet everything in the New Testament has been fulfilled, that there is no more sacrifice. Now, we know that. We've been taught that since we were, since we were little. These men never, it, it came to them instantly. They had a complete understanding, and, and if you take nothing from this lesson, take this. The Holy Ghost, as a comforter, came to the apostles and to the apostles only. And he fulfilled his work because we have Scripture today. Do we have the Holy Ghost as a comforter? Yes, he's in my hand right now. Because of him, this is his work. This is his handiwork. This inch-tall book. And it's complete. We don't need anything else. There's nothing else that we need to get to heaven other than this book right here and to obey it. That's it. We don't need, I don't need Sean to, to speak with God and tell me what to do next. I don't need it because I have it right here. These men suffered. Some of them were crucified. Some of them were boiled in, boiled in oil. To give you this book right here. Do you have the ability? Can you put forth the time to, to look into it, to study it? What the, these men had to do to give you this. Take a little bit of time out of your life and just study it. Just look at it next to the fireplace when it's four degrees outside because there's nothing else to do anyway. Take the time to look at the Word of God. Men suffered and died for this book. And it is complete. We do not need any other, anything else. We do not need any more revelation. We're not going to get any more revelation. And we don't need it because we have this. It's called Esword or the Holy Bible. Whichever one you like on whatever device you have.
1 Corinthians 13, 8 through 10 says, Charity, Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. These verses clearly state that the time was coming when the apostles' work would be done. We don't need miraculous powers and gifts to testify of Jesus. It's already been done. Another common misconception is that the Holy Spirit comforts us and guides us through our feelings and emotions. And, and I have a pet peeve of people saying, well, God spoke to me and blah, blah, blah. And I, I went through that with my sisters and had to just, it, it was raking on a nerve that I have in the back of my mind. And they kept saying, well, God spoke to me. And I just had to finally just sit them down and said, right, is God is he a bass or a tenor? And that's whenever they understood. No, it's like, no, I've, I've read scripture and this is what I'm eating. But until then, they just kept scratching on that nerve until I just had to finally confront it. And thankfully, I have a good relationship with my sisters that was allowed me to do that. We have no business relying on our feelings. Proverbs 3 and 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. But then again, Jeremiah 17 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? What are you going to rely on? What are you relying on today? Is it your feelings and emotions? Are you waiting for a miraculous feeling or emotion? Like I asked my sisters, are you, are you waiting for God to speak to you in a miraculous way? I don't know. I... Last time I, I was visiting with a, someone and they, they were using that kind of language, it, 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 made me, it made me kind of feel like I wasn't holy enough maybe. Felt like I was doing something maybe a little wrong because I wasn't getting this revelation from God. God has never spoke to me. I never have gotten some tingly feeling, I guess, do you? I mean, I get convicted that I'm doing things wrong, but it comes from reading this word that I've been given by the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. That's a feeling that I get. I get convicted that I need to be doing more, but it's because I've read this. Not something miraculous. If you're waiting for something miraculous, it, it happened 2,000 years ago. I'm sorry, you missed out on it. You were born in the wrong century. It's not going to happen. The Holy Ghost is a comforter. He came, he accomplished, and he's gone. But he left us this. He left us this word. And that's all we need.
2 Timothy 3.16 says, All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for, in, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. God no, no longer needs to speak to individuals. He already did that. The Holy Spirit completed that. We have everything bound together in a nice little book. We're on Eastward. We have the comforter bringing into remembrance everything Jesus said and taught. But we have to study it. We can't sit around, wait for it to be put miraculously into our minds. There was a video of a little boy playing on his Game Boy device. He was supposed to be studying. Mom yells at him. Says, you've been studying for that test? I hope you have. It's time for bed. You know, shut everything down. And all of a sudden he goes over there, grabs that math book and starts looking at it, grabbing it. I'm going to get it into my mind. It, it, unfortunately, it does not happen like that. Once as you are baptized, you miraculously do not have this ability to just know Scripture. I wish it were the case. It would make studying some of Daniel and Revelations a whole lot easier if it just came to me. We wouldn't have to gather here together on the first day of the week if it just came to us. But the truth of the matter is that you're going to have to study. You want, you want to know the will of God in your life. You want to better serve him. You're going to have to study. You're going to have to look into scripture and, and, and spend hours and hours and hours. And you might only get two verses in. But that's what it's going to take. Nothing miraculous is going to happen to you. It's not just going to poof, and I know all things. It doesn't happen anymore. Second Timothy 2.15 says, Study to sow thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of the truth. I said before, these men that were given the comforter, they were given all knowledge. They spent the rest of their lives preaching God's word, trying to convert people, convert people to Christianity. They ended up getting murdered for it. I think just out of due respect for that, I ought to give them at least about five minutes of my life every day. Maybe ten. I don't know. 1 Peter 1, 3 through 5 says, Blessed be the God... And Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undeniable, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. The Holy Ghost, the Comforter, he fulfilled his work, he fulfilled his job. And then the men that had that ability, that had that gift, I still really like to use the word possessed, I don't know why. 
men that were possessed by the Holy Ghost's comforter. They did their job. They wrote it down so we may have it. And then they passed away. And now I can go in here and I can study in Acts and I can learn about the Holy Ghost and the Comforter. And I can tell you his job and his purpose. I can go on and tell you about a man named Stephen that the apostles chose to, to speak boldly to a group. I mean, he didn't even he didn't even stay alive for for two chapters before they stoned him. I can go back here into this Old Testament, read about Samuel and David, read all of it. It's right here at my fingertips because of the Comforter. And that's why there's no other books out there. I mean, there's books out there, but there's a reason that they're not in this Bible. Because they were not men that were possessed by the Holy Spirit as a comforter. I said it again, possessed. Um, Probably not the right word, but... You know, we, we have men, brilliant men, that have put works together that... You, you would think, man, that, that ought to be in the Bible. But it's not, and there's a reason that it's not. These men were possessed by God. And they did what God told them to do. And they wrote down what God told them to write down. This, this book, written by however many different people, it does not contradict itself even once. I can sit down with Pop and we can write a book together over the same topic and we will both contradict one another eventually at some point in time or another, not once. With all the different writers in this Bible, not once do any of them contradict the other. They all say the same thing and the same message, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. You know what the interesting thing? I mean, these tongues of fire just came right down on Peter on the day of Pentecost. I mean, it it was the comforter just, I mean, just, bam, and I'm here. And he gave a lesson. The comforter did. The very first lesson that the comforter gave, he got 5,000 to say, men and brethren, what shall we do to be saved? And you know what the comforter told them? Repent and be baptized. And do you know how I know that? Because it's written right here because of the comforter. I don't need somebody holy and divine to walk me upside the head and all of a sudden I can give you a really good lesson. Thank goodness. Because it's already been done and it's right here. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to offer an invitation that is as old as the comforter himself, giving you the opportunity to obey our Lord in baptism. The very first lesson 
on that day of Pentecost that the Holy Spirit gave as a comforter through the mouth of Peter, they said, men and brethren, what shall we do to be saved? They were convicted. Peter went and talked about Joel. He talked to them about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ being crucified. And they were convicted. And he said, what must we do? And the comforter told them to say, repent and be baptized. And you shall receive that gift. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.